What's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news. Hope you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the positive truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding the communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing stupendous. How are you doing, Tim? Amazing. Hopefully all of our listeners are doing wonderful as well. We have our 10 favorite positive news stories of the past week. Tim, what do you got? Man, I have a Canadian entrepreneur by the name of Marcel Lebrun. Um, He basically started this uh, project called 12 Neighbors. Um, And 12 Neighbors is basically a tiny home village that provides affordable and secure housing for formerly homeless residents in uh, Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada. Um, I wanted to talk about this because we talked about stories like this in the past that are happening here in the United States. We thought this was amazing. The reason why I'm talking about 12 Neighbors today because of Mr. Marcel is because he sold his social media company and became a multimillionaire to start a company like this. He wants to give back to his community, and you know that's what we're about here on The Positive Truth. So I definitely believe that Marcel Lebrun, 10 out of 10 name in my eyes, (laughs) um, is definitely worthy of Positive Truth Person of the Year, at least a nominee in my eyes, because this is a really, really cool um, project. So these tiny homes are really small, but they come fully equipped with everything you need, a kitchen, a bathroom, um, a living room, a place to sleep, everywhere that you need. It's really small, again, but it has everything that you need. Um, And the goal is to get everybody off the streets. Like, What better goal than that? You know what I mean? So a shout out to Mr. Lebrun. So... Since you have a, also shout out, do rags off to him. Amazing positive news story. I'm piggybacking off you, and I'm going to ask you a question, Tim. How many parking spaces do you think are in the United States of America? Entirely too much. Too many. Give me a number. I'm going to say like a billion. So in this article, it says between 700 million and 2 billion parking spaces in the U.S., right? Right. Los Los Angeles County parking spaces take up 200 square miles of land wow that's impressive so what's been going on in across these cities dallas detroit san diego california they're taking these parking spaces and they're building housing on the on the parking spaces whenever what they're doing is they're building these apartments or tiny homes like that and they're building them up the rent is cheaper because they don't have to knock anything down you're just building on top of everything and providing more housing for everyone. So you're taking these just empty void of parking spaces and teeming them with life, as one should say. It's happening all around the country. Los Angeles, San Diego, Dallas, Honolulu, Berkeley, Rochester, New York, Shoreline, Washington, Hamilton, Ontario, which is Canada. So (laughs) I just think it's a really awesome positive news story. Absolutely, I think that's pretty awesome that it's happening in so many different places at once. So, yeah. I mean, we're here in Oklahoma City. There's a lot of parking lots. There's never a parking space where you need it in Oklahoma City. Facts. But there's a lot of parking lots that are just desolate. And it's just such a simple idea that we need to start doing too. Indubitably. What do you got, Tim? Man, I have another amazing story. This one comes out of Queensland, Australia. So there was actually a video that's going around on social media. Um, It's a police officer. He's like vividly in this video man just i need more shuffles trying to get this man that like fell inside this grain silo so he is deep in there he's basically trying to create an airway so he could breathe and in this video this uh officer was basically he's being held as a hero he's in there digging with his bare hands 
trying to make sure he can get an airway going for him while asking for somebody for help. And they ended up getting him out, all thanks because of this man's nonstop effort, which I think is amazing. Only two things we can control, it's our attitude and our effort. And that man's effort was on 10. And you got the video, I'm guessing? Of course I do, man. I'm sharing it to our Facebook page. <laughs> what was the page, person man? doing the video doing? Help out, help that man. Man, real talk, I, I, <laughs> I don't even know. There's videos all the time where it's like, wait a minute. You know how like in a, the Spider-Man uh, Spider comics, Peter Parker's taking his own pictures and stuff? <laughs> that kind of is what made me feel like a little bit. Like, oh, let me save this man real quick. He set it up and like taking pictures like, ah. <laughs> Yeah, Peter Parker doing selfies 50 years before they were a thing. So shout out to Peter Parker. Also shout, what was the police officer's name? Um, his name was, I did have it down somewhere, Sergeant Wiley Steele. 10 out of 10 name. <laughs> Wiley Steele is a really good name. Here at The Positive Truth, we like to talk about things we're grateful for. And one of the things we all take for granted are the police officers, the firefighters, the nurses, the teachers that are doing awesome things every day to help keep us and keep our society in check. So another police officer doing wonderful things out here. Absolutely. Since we just talked about Spider-Man, we often talk about on here about movies and how movies are becoming a real life. Now, I, won't, I haven't seen that many movies, but every movie I've seen where they genetically modified the animal, it always turned out really bad. Facts. So I have a story about a genetically modified animal. It's turning out great. I'm listening. So in Colombia, have you ever heard of Drug Dinju and Zika? Yes. Basically the flu. Basically what you have right now, Tim. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> but it's passed from mosquitoes. So in Colombia, they've been sending out a genetically modified mosquito. They can't pass on any viruses to humans. Since that has happened, Dunji in Colombia has dropped 94 to 97%. A, mosquitoes. I'm not going to say you're the scum of the earth, but... <laughs> we live in Oklahoma. They're pretty close. <laughs> but two, shout out to this program. It's the World Mosquito Program, a nonprofit organization that has conducted similar experiments in Australia, Brazil, Indonesia, Vietnam... All those fun places and it's working so yeah sometimes movies aren't the truth we can genetically modify animals and make everything better so now we have genetically modified mosquitoes we can like mosquitoes here at the positive truth podcast they're still gonna mess with us <laughs> i'm cool as long as i'm not getting sick as long as no one's getting sick no malaria no dingy none of that absolutely we're all good that's the positivity of that story. For sure. <laughs> what do you got, Tim? Man, I have this really, really amazing story. So when I first read it, I was like, oh, this isn't positive, positive truth worthy. But I just read, you know, the headline. But then I actually was like, let me read this story because I've done this too many times where I didn't think it was a good story. And then you've said it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's the best story ever. This is one of them to me. So there's this four-year-old girl, right? Um, she actually was going to miss uh, Halloween this year. Um, she's from Syria. She's here in the States because she's about to have this surgery. Um, and there's this orthopedic surgeon by the name of Bill Acousti, and he basically every year goes trick-or-treating with his family, but he knew he had that surgery with this little girl, so it was going to be put on hold. But after finding out the little girl's story and realizing she really wanted to be there, him and his family decided not only to postpone the surgery so she can go trick-or-treating, but they actually said, you know what, we're going to keep your surgery time. He hit up all of his neighbors, and they had a private 
trick-or-treating session for this little girl so she didn't have to change up her surgery and mess up everybody else's schedule and also got to wear her costume like she wanted to and trick-or-treat with her family inside of his neighborhood where all the neighbors you know participated and gave this girl all the candy she needed and wanted i thought this was a 10 out of 10 story because it was a whole community coming together together to give this girl what she wanted and what all little kid wants every kid wants to dress up and get candy and experience that you know no matter what everybody's beliefs are it's really just an innocent day for these kids so the fact that they made this happen together definitely positive truth worthy very positive truth worthy um i'm not a huge halloween person but my favorite part about halloween is all the videos that come out of the little kids they're just like happy halloween would you like some candy i like your hat i really like your costume there's just like these little kids being super super nice to each other and that's really like my favorite part and that's just an example of giving that child that experience of halloween awesome moment and just spreading some positivity in small ways do solid before we get to our last five positive news stories of the week we need to pause and do audio meditation it's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. I encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for today? Man, something happened. So, you know, I've been sick, right? Um, oh my goodness, that's what I was going to tell you. What I'm thankful for. I'm so thankful for being aware. Um, my daughter actually made me more aware this week. I'm sick. I ended up getting her sick. You know, she ends up getting the flu a couple days after I was home. So she ended up missing the rest of the week of school. But there's like feel good moments in between, right? So we're at the house. We're painting at the table. We're both not feeling great, but we're like, okay, this is therapy for us. Um, while we're sitting there painting, she's like messing with her paintbrush and she breaks it in half. It's like, okay, we got a bunch of little paintbrushes. No big deal. Go ahead and throw that away. It's dangerous. She throws it away. She gets a new paintbrush. We're painting. We finish painting. But she's kind of sad. I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, gosh, she ain't feeling good. I get it. Uh, about an hour later, we're sitting on the couch, just me and her. And she's like, Daddy, that paintbrush was special to me. And in my head, I'm like, she's being dramatic. Why, why was it special, Layla? She was just like, well, I always use this one or that one. And you always use the yellow one. And I don't have it anymore. Her eyes teared up, you know, like she's getting ready to cry. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like. We paint so much, and that is the one that she always grabs. That is the one that I always grab. I, and we have so many paintbrushes, too. It's ridiculous. You know, like, probably over 25. But it was special to her, and I had no idea. I was not being aware of my daughter's emotions. I had no idea she could even feel as hard as she felt over a paintbrush. And it just made me take a step back as a parent. I was like, oh, man. Like, I'm usually on it. I'm usually trying to be on it. But I had to, like, go from she's being dramatic to, hey, it's okay. We talked through it. I had to console her a little bit, but it made me like really like, okay, pause, be aware, Tim, be a better parent. It's okay. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm, I was able to have that conversation with my daughter. Definitely thankful for those moments. Sorry. I know that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have to apologize to me. It's more like I come into this, like I know exactly what I'm going to be grateful for. And then you just drop a banger and I'm just like, hmm. it's like, I, it, I kind of feel like following Whitney Houston singing the national anthem and you're just like hitting some drums. It's like, who is this person? That's how I feel every time you do the like, thing you're grateful for. Because I was going to be, I'm grateful for Oklahoma City weather. <laughs> oh, look, I was watching an interview on, on YouTube. It was a podcast and they were talking about what things you're grateful for, asking people that. And I was like, you know, we do that all the time. And then I asked Edna that out loud as well, like, what are you thankful for? And she had to think about it for a second. I'm like, you know, 
these kids, I'm just thankful for them all the time. So it makes things easier for me. I get to go home and like, oh man, I messed up as a parent. I'm thankful for this moment because I'm not going to do it again. Let's talk about it here on the podcast. I got an out. I have an out, JP. <laughs> yeah, I just need to start thinking of better things to be grateful for. Because I really do feel like you're like opening acts. Whoever was like opening and the first people to like the Beatles open for and they're like, I got to follow these people. That's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be better on my things i'm grateful for yeah but i'm grateful for oklahoma weather it's really only been cold like seven days of the past since april <laughs> I, I put on uh sweats today and i went outside and i was like oh it's hot yeah regrets been made when i put my sweats on as well so yeah i mean like somehow it's 20 degrees celsius that's like 80 degrees fahrenheit for everyone using worse metrics so yeah, shout out to Oklahoma Weather. Also, shout out to Laos. The World Health Organization has announced the elimination of lymphatic flare-ass as a public health problem in the Lao People's Democratic Republic. It's a disease called by, caused by parasitic worms, usually acquired in childhood, leads the leading cause of permanently disability worldwide. Most cases have no symptoms, but you know you can develop swelling in the arms, legs, breasts, not fun, and it's no longer a health crisis in Laos. I think that's a massive, massive thing. So congratulations. Keep it up. Less disease is taking over the world. JP on the health tips today. What do you got, Tim? Man, I have an awesome story from Louisa County High School. These students, they dedicated their entire year to uh, restore a vehicle, right? And this vehicle was only there and made possible because of the Giving Words initiative. Um, it's a nonprofit that helps single mothers uh, overcome crisis events such as car repairs, right? Um, obviously, everybody needs a car to get around, especially in, you know, these rural communities. You gotta get, you just have to have a vehicle, right? Um, so basically, uh, Casey Hollins, he was a representative of a Rappin' Hot Electric Cooperative. Um, they donated $10,200 to make this possible for her. Um, hearing this woman's stories, the students basically were motivated. They wanted to do this. Obviously, it was a class as well, too. They had a huge learning lesson, and they put this car together, and they gave this vehicle to this woman. I have an awesome video I'm going to share to our Facebook page, just like the rest of the videos I do have on the Positive Truth Podcast. That's where you can definitely find all of them, like them, love them, share them, all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, you can definitely check this video out of these students giving this car to uh, Miss Michelle, Miss Michelle Mendez. I just like how you were just casually glancing over the part where they put together a car. You know, it's, these kids are doing amazing things. Like, I struggle with Legos and instructions today. Really? <laughs> yes, man. It's hilarious. I mean, my daughter are both looking at it. She's correcting my mistakes. I'm like, man, this is tough. How are you messing up Lego instructions? Man, man they're so tiny. So tiny. Oh, so you need glasses now. Welcome, uh, Tim. <laughs> oh. Welcome. I see that You're approximately I'm washed. 25 years late. I've been there for that long. <laughs> Literally since 96. But, uh, yeah, that's more than 25. Yeah, been there for a while. Man, I need to stretch. I need glasses. That it really is an awesome story. They put together a car for a lady. I actually had that one. I was just like, I don't... Amazing. I mean, the students are like, the way that I see it, these... I guess we do these stories so much about how awesome the youth is, right? 
I'm immune to how cool these things are now. I just think they're like all a bunch of Power Rangers. You know what I mean? Like they're just amazing. So, Students by day, superheroes by. So who is the Zordon in the Power Rangers? Yeah. So I'm gonna talk about Zordon though. Okay, I'm listening. So we always talk about these youth stories, the youth are awesome with the positive truth, these students did all this, did all this. I want to talk about the people that are supporting and fostering the youth. At Keokuk High School, they have an issue where they're realizing, when they realize for a while, our students are really, really, you know, we're just in a poverty area. So a lot of them don't have washer dryer at home, they don't have enough food at home. And so they're trying to think of ways they can help their students while they're not in the classroom. Because ultimately, they're in class, what, let's say eight to three. That's a long time. But there's a lot of time their kids aren't in the classroom too. And so what he started doing was the principal, Nathan Harrison, he had a conversation with the teacher. And the teacher told him he'd put out quarters with a Tide Pod and Ziploc bags and hand them out to students who asked or needed clean clothes. He was like, well, then what can we do as a staff to better serve our students? Talk to a pastor crossing church in town, A.J. Furman. He was like, yeah, we do need to do something. So they started a Keokuk, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, K-E-O-K-U-K, Caring Corner. And it's a way for the school district to get back to their students. So it's open all day, every day. They have a shower in there, extra food amenities of all sorts, hygiene products, anything these students need. It's basically a food pantry. And so the teacher started it, but then they encourage the students whenever you have extra, bring it up to the food pantry. Almost everything's anonymous. They try to make it really private so the students don't feel any type of way or embarrassed for going in there. And so yeah, Zordon, high school students doing wonderful things. Yeah. Take that world. So we gotta give some shout outs to the teachers fostering the youth too. Indubitably, indubitably. What do you got, Tim? Man, my last story of the day comes from a it comes from Morehouse University. Man, let's just go ahead and talk about this. This is amazing to me. So Morehouse College political science professor, Andrew Douglas, he teamed up with a debt collective. Um, it's a union dedicated to advocating for debt debtors' rights, right? So they came up with a plan to relieve nearly $10 million in student debt, and they gifted that to the, the graduates of this, this year. Um, obviously, they were calling the students and letting them know, and the students didn't believe it. They were just hanging up for a while until the word got around that they actually did this. I actually do have a, a cool video that I'll share on our social media page as well so everybody can check it out. But I think this is awesome. He was actually inspired um, by philanthropist Robert Smith's uh, generous act of doing so, which we covered that as well. So I think this is pretty awesome how this will turn into a follow-up story on, on the low. Um, but it's Almost amazing. like we should take some of our tax money and pay off some medical debt. And I think that's, that's what it's getting to with all these people, you know, figuring things out and doing so. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Awesome positive news story. Sorry, we're in the warehouse right now. I'm not editing that out. Yeah, people are working around us. It's all good. It's all good. It really is an awesome positive news story. Medical debt is crippling here in the United States. Any effort to stop the crippling medical debt is greatly appreciated here on the Positive Truth Podcast. Indubitably. I was waiting for you to say that. Oh, I was like, I don't got one for you right now. <laughs> 
So my next positive news story is about Sam Kaplan. He graduated high school in 1969. In the decades after he crisscrossed careers, he ran a cleaning service, worked for a telemarketing company, he was a taxi driver, he worked in customer service at a wholesale distribution, all that fun stuff. Got through, retired. Got, you know, when you retire, I haven't been there yet, not even close. You have some things like, what do I want to do? Some perspective thoughts. And he was like, I want to go back to school and get a college degree. So he enrolled at 68 years old, he had his college degree. He went to Georgia Ginwick College. He wanted a degree in script writing. And he was like, let's do this. He said he was driving one day, his car developed automatic steering. He pulled in and he was registered five minutes later. He was intimidated, he was scared. Went into these classrooms, you can imagine being 68 in a room with 18 year olds. You're literally fifth, a half a century older than them. He did his thing, he graduated in four years. My favorite part of the story, Tim, his mother, 99, was there. First of his seven siblings that received his degree. I got this, I don't have videos, I'm not Tim. There's an awesome picture of them smiling. You know, wholesome positive news stories with the Positive Truth Podcast. You're never too old to learn new tricks. Indubitably. Also, I wonder what he's gonna write about. You know, I think there's a, uh, I'm not really into entertainment news. I think they're doing a strike, like a writer's strike. Let's see what he got. Put him, put him, in, the, put him in the game, coach. Let's see what you can do. Indubitably. I think he's gonna do great, man. Motivated, was able to graduate. In four years. Four. And it's got to be tough to go back to school. Whew. That's going to be you and Layla. I'm going to graduate college at the same time, Tim. I mean, if she asked me to go, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm retiring early, guys. So that's our positive news source for the week. Tim, do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. Strive for progress, not perfection. Quotes by... Tim. <laughs> Why did you put the high pitched voice on it? Because I was lying. I'm not sure who this is by. <laughs> you should do a whole podcast where you're talking about high pitched voice. Man, I couldn't commit. I would forget. I would get tired, breathe out, and be like, yeah, what's up, guys? My real voice. <laughs> that, that's your real voice. Got you. Got you. We hope everyone enjoyed these positive news stories. Remember, the world is a wonderful place full of wonderful people doing their best. And we are out. Stay positive.